Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 119 of the Holding Court Podcast. Today, we're recapping our third annual Turner Trot 5K in Boston, and it's football season, so that means we're talking all things fantasy football, all coming up right now on Holding Court. You honestly look like a offensive coordinator or something right now. <laughs> are you uh, are you on the sidelines? And mentally, are you on the sidelines for the Dolphins? I'm in my orange. Uh oh, careful! Football. It's it's week one. There, are, I mean, you're in Boston now, so you have a little bit of a rivalry going. Yeah, whatever. You know that honestly, the people up here that I've talked to about being a Boston fan haven't been, or being a Dolphin fan. I Ooh. mean. Haven't been like that, like upset about it. Do you think it's because they don't view the Dolphins as a threat or they just have won so many times? It's like they did. It's just not even an issue. I will say that obviously the Patriots have had their way in the division over the last 20 years. Head to head, baby. But, but they do (laughs) not win in Miami. It's true. The Dolphins kind of have their number. Beautiful in, stadium. In Miami. Yeah. So. Well. Just saying. Week two. Is it week two? I think. Don't they play? I think it might be week two. I don't know. Okay. I haven't looked at the schedule. We actually. have to. I know you talked about it a little, but we have to dial it back. I don't think we talked about this when you signed. Your reach out, your f- full court press, like courting process <laughs> from the Red Sox when they wanted you to come there, they, well, Alex, Cora, pulled out all the stops. All the stops. And you were hearing from current players, former players, everyone, everyone. associated, and someone not associated with the Red Sox. Yeah, so I get <laughs> a text, and they're like, hey, Justin, this is Bill Belichick. I uh, just wanted to reach out and tell you how great of a sports town Boston is. And we'd love to have you up here and it'd be great to come and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So you have an impact. I think you'd love playing here. And I was like, holy crap. And by the way, this was, I think on a Sunday, we were in Hawaii. Oh yeah. This was like, I think it honestly was maybe an hour before kickoff. I think it was like 30 minutes before yeah. kickoff. <laughs> it was tight. It was I'm like, tight. I'm like. Coach, coach has a game in 30 minutes and he's over here recruiting. I liked it. No, uh, I didn't have the heart to tell him though. I, I didn't, I just said, thanks coach. I appreciate it. You know, I think cause I ended up verbally agreeing that day. Yeah. So I was like, I think I'm going to be that up it? there looking forward to Was that it? Was that what got you over the line? It didn't hurt. It definitely didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. It definitely didn't hurt. It got like, it got us fired up. Like, oh yeah, Boston sports town. Like, and I love Bill Belichick, not a Patriots fan, but I love Bill Belichick. I've always loved the cutoff sleeves. I just love the vibes, but I also love like Jim Harbaugh's of the world. I love the passionate coaches. Courtney likes the the fire. I do. Yeah. She wants like, she wants the manager to get thrown out every single game. I want to see it. I do. I just, I don't want, I don't want someone to sleep at the wheel. I just want, I love that fire. I Which do. might be one of my biggest things holding me back from in the, down the road 
in the future for my career managing <laughs> is like you're gonna want me to get thrown out all the time no i think I, just, I get i get freaked out when you get thrown out of a game right but what nervous. about when I'm, what about if i'm managing I mean, I don't know. It's so wild with the internet and we're definitely getting off track here, but just sidebar, <laughs> now that these ejections go viral, like you see Aaron Boone, like drawing the line of like where the pitch was in the sand and like it becomes these reels and these TikTok and all this and it just goes everywhere. AC did it. You got to put on a show, I think. If you're going to go, you got to go. I don't, I, you got to get your money's worth. Obviously, you never want to get like cross that line. Um, but I do think if you're going to get tossed, do not just go in the dugout and go sit in your office and watch the game. Right. AC got thrown out. Um, you got, I mean, and he went for it Yeah, and I respect it because you got to prove your point and you, you got to let him know that. And you also, I think it fires up the squad too. There's a lot of like comeback wins or a lot of like strong wins after. Well, it fired me up because he got tossed. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily like my at bat that he got tossed. It was the next inning, but he went out there and was arguing about over Maya bats. So right. I was like, man, like I don't, I think that's the first time a manager's ever gotten thrown out. Like because of me, like directly because like, of yeah, your <laughs> Yeah. You've so had some, like, it hasn't been your year with, with strike zones, which I, are you, you guys aren't supposed to talk about it, right? Or is it managers can't talk about it? I don't think anyone's supposed to talk about it, but it's this it's, weird there's thing. been some, absolutely brutal strike calls yeah just getting completely hosed but okay back to the the bill belichick thing first of all if you if someone's a coach you just everyone calls him coach even if you've never played for them you're not even in the sport you're just someone that's always the thing right even like i remember a gym teacher was a was a football coach or basketball coach and everyone's like hey coach like it just it's almost like doctor so and so yeah i think universal respect thing i think it's a respect thing in most cases you know, yeah. I, I, once you get to know guys on like better, um, you know, and they, they don't, some guys don't like being called coach. They just oh. want you to, you know, just say, Hey Pete or whatever, you know, you like so, doing that with Mark Pryor. Didn't you always call him coach? Yes. Intentionally, because I don't think he liked being called coach. Okay. So that was not, so it was a, a disrespect. That, that was a disrespect <laughs> thing, but in a playful way. Yeah. Because, you know, Coach Pryor always pissed me off because when we had, <laughs> we had like inner squads or whatever was going on. Yeah. Every time I would come out on deck, he would always roll the inning, which means like, oh, the pitcher's thrown too many pitches, like last hitter. And then I, he would leave me on deck every single time. So like when the Dodgers came into town uh, a couple weeks ago, he yeah. was standing up on the top step and I'm standing on deck and he's looking at me and he's going like this, like, oh, I'm going to roll it on you. He so knows. that was part of the reason I always said, oh, hey, coach. <laughs> Would you still call him coach? I called him coach when I saw him. He came out. I was like, what's <laughs> up, coach? <laughs> okay. So then the Bill the Bill Belichick situation started prior to your signing, and then it came up again. Right. And honestly, my thought when he first reached out to you was, oh, my gosh, you're going to go to a Patriots game. Right. And I think you went to, you went to Rams Dolphins. Yep. But there's this thing, if they are the team that invites you on the field or gives you field passes, I think this goes along with like who left you tickets. You out of respect would not show up in 100%. Dolphins gear. 100%. You would just show up in 
neutral, but whatever. To be fair, the Rams Dolphins game I went to, I actually bought season tickets to the Rams that year at yeah, the Coliseum. We sat, so it wasn't like the team left me right. tickets or whatever. I paid for my tickets, so I, you wore went in Dolphins my, gear. I wore my Dolphins gear. But then there was another game where you were went on the field. Chargers. And they made you a jersey and you yeah. had the jersey. That was my bachelor party, actually. Yeah. Um, really wild. But I will say the Rams Dolphins game I went to, I was like, okay, the Rams are back in LA. Mm -hmm. The Dolphins have struggled for so long. Don't do like, this. I have a decision to make. Don't do this. Don't do what? Don't like backpedal on your fandom with the Dolphins. Oh, I'm not. I said, here's the deal. Like before the game, I said, whatever happened, if, if the Rams win this game, I will, I will go back to my LA roots and I will become a Rams fan. I don't. I was like, but if the Dolphins win, I'm sticking with the Dolphins. The Rams were up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Dolphins ended up coming back and winning that game, and I'm still a Dolphins fan. I don't love that whole thing. Well, you know. I mean, you were originally a Rams fan. I was. As a child. Yeah. I remember going to Anaheim Stadium and watching a Rams game. I didn't know they played there. Yeah, let's see. I mean, I wasn't. I didn't hey. claim to be. I'm Bears. <laughs> I was conceived the night that the Bears won the Super Bowl. Wow. I don't think I was, but wait, I like to tell that story. Wait, can I drop something in here that I don't think we were supposed to talk about? I don't know. Trey Turner just went on oh, the yeah, paternity leave. Yeah. And supposedly it's exactly nine months after he signed his $300 million deal with the Phillies. What do you think about that? I love it. I asked him if he was going to name his kid Brinks. The Brinks truck. <laughs> yeah. He said they don't even have a name yet. Everyone is very they love to do that they did that for all-star break last year when everyone was having kids um, right they backed it up a few months ago try to figure it out but aren't you yeah i guess because you're technically pregnant for 40 weeks but then they start the clock i don't know i don't actually know the science Maybe it is exactly <laughs> night i mean i know the science but i don't know if it's exactly right maybe and then they just count earlier from like your the date of your last right menstrual period can you imagine if he named his kid Brinks? That'd be sick. With like an X on the end, or Brinks just the Turner. Classic spelling. Okay. And everyone can ask him, "Why'd you? Why is your name Brinks?" Oh, my dad signed a three hundred million dollar deal. <laughs> Daddy got paid, and oh man, it was great. Okay, no, I love them. Um, I'll talk about well. Back to coach. His wife is in my fantasy league, but yeah, we'll talk is. about that later. Okay, back to coach because you you don't you're like having a hard time with this. You so when you first got the text, I thought, oh my gosh, oh, you're gonna eventually. Is everything all right? Oh, my arm slipped. <laughs> Went down. All right, stay with me, baby. Stay with this me. This is a dangerous sport. It is. It's full full contact podcasting. I had this fear that there was going to be a point in your text relationship with Coach Belichick where you would have to come clean and express your fandom for, which actually we're very Dolphins colors today. Even yeah. this background, we're yep. very, very on it. Uh, you were going to have to come clean and say, I don't like the Patriots. I'm a Dolphins fan. Well, I mean, I think if he took two seconds to look and see that I'm from Southern California, I'm sure he would assume that I didn't grow up a Patriots fan. But that's different than like, Someone in Not division. that they're a rival. Right. What do you think is the biggest Patriots' biggest rival? Is it the Bills? Um, well, the Bills are good. Yeah, probably the, the last few years of the Bills. Yeah, I guess. But 
Okay, but it's different than you just being the division's a Rams way fan and you being a like me being a Bears fan. Like I don't think Bill's mad at me being a Bears. I mean, I don't think he cares. I don't think he know knows I exist. But I think because like Dolphins Patriots and knowing that the Dolphins have the Patriots number in Miami, it's like a little a little hits a little different than if you were just. I'm really getting in like a yoga position here. Uh, if you were a fan of another team, listen. I think. <laughs> I think... Are you checking your email? No, I was turning my brightness up. Okay, I love that. Um, regardless, I don't think that Coach Belichick <laughs> thinks that my fandom has anything to do with the outcome of a game. However, I will say the Dolphins do come here week two, I think the 17th. And if we're in town and I do go, I will not be reaching out to the Patriots to ask them for any type of hospitality. I will be purchasing my own tickets. I will be going on my own dime because I want to wear my team's colors. Now, any other week, if they want me to come out, they want me to hang out, absolutely. But I, there's no way I can wear a Patriots uniform okay. or a jersey when they're playing the Dolphins. There's no way also I could reach out and ask for free tickets or all this hospitality if I'm going to wear Dolphin stuff parking. in their house. Like just get parking. Uh, maybe parking, but I'll take parking on it. I mean, and, and yeah, it's a long way away. I think if I go to that game, I'll probably, I think we'll you're not Uber. here. I think you're not here. I think we're gone. I think we're in Texas actually. So it came up. Was this during the ESPN broadcast or Apple TV? You were uh, mic'd up or you did like a pregame. Apple TV. Yeah. And it came up that they brought up the text message from him and you came clean. And maybe you indirectly came clean hoping he would catch wind of it, right? Well, he's texted me since, so I think it's fine. I know, but what happened? You got to tell the story. People don't know. What happened what? You were you were on the broadcast and you said, I'm sorry, coach. Oh, yeah. I apologized and just you said, said I, I got a text from him, but I'm actually. Didn't have the heart to tell him <laughs> that I'm a Dolphins fan. I've been a Dolphins fan since I was 10 years old. And, you know, the guy's got a got a laugh out of that and then that was it but i i confessed on apple tv i don't know if that counts it wasn't it because it somehow got back to him because he texted you yeah and said do you want to read the text is this bad to read no don't read it. i don't have my phone on. don't read it i can't remember exactly but he basically said said, don't worry about it i understand i hope and he's because he said week two don't worry about it i got i got (laughs) you i don't know i don't know if i can accept tickets and wear dolphin stuff i I hate, we, I should say we, mm-hmm. really, really one of our biggest pet peeves is when, you know, guys on our team leave tickets and people are sitting in our family section and they're wearing stuff from the other team and cheering from the other team. That's like a big time no-no. So. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Totally agreed. Uh, it's going to be good though. I'm excited. Excited for football. Yeah, tonight, actually. Tonight. Well, so, when are we launching this podcast? Yeah, I don't we know. launch it right away. We're going to oh, get this thing going well, we're right launching away. tonight, game one. So my question is, how many fantasy football leagues are too many to be in? Oof. And am I in that amount? <laughs> yeah, I think three is probably pushing the max. I'm in three leagues. I know you are. So... I know I'm telling people. I expect you to know most of the things I say on here already. So I'm in my friends league. 
the this is the twelfth annual Put Your Ditka in My Buttkiss League. I am the name. I am the proud name. Proud commissioner of this league. Our return rate in this league is um, people want in and they can't get in because I've got it to ten league or to ten teams now. And I think it's just, that's the best. Well, you also run a tight ship. And if people aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, they get kicked out of the league. I don't mess around. Yeah. I, I'm i I'm serious about rules. I'm serious about setting your lineup. I think you have, because initially we did the league and it was, wasn't for money. And then it was, okay, let's do 20. But like it, it kind of like, as we all grew up, like the, the money changed a little bit. I mean, it's still nothing, but it's. Like you had to go like up to like a hundred bucks at least or people don't, they, they stop caring. And especially they lose the first five games. They just throw in the towel and then they stop setting their lineups. And then I need that team that already threw it in to beat someone that week. And they have six players hurt someone on a bye week. And then it's like, they score 12 points. It's like, well, thank you for holding their hand and guiding them into that victory and screwing me over. You can see, you can hear me and see the the passion I have for this. And I really do. I run a tight ship. I was never a believer of this. I always thought it was really corny and stupid. Um, but I, over the last couple of years, I'm a firm believer that they're, instead of raising the price, right, for people to get into fantasy football league, thinking that'll make them care more. Right. Like I always thought, oh yeah, you just make it enough money to where they'll care and they don't want to just light whatever, a hundred bucks on fire, right? Right. I always thought that was enough, but clearly (laughs) it is not. And now I'm totally understanding why there should be a penalty for the team that finishes in last place. 100%. And it's not so much... Well, it is kind of punishment for sucking, but it it also makes those teams, those last two, three weeks when they're completely out of it, they know they're not going to make the playoffs, but they don't want to sit in a Denny's for 24 hours. So they're not going to, they're not going to tank the last three weeks and possibly they could beat a team that someone needs help. I mean, I would love, I personally, IHOP actually, I think would be great. Okay. So they we, have flavored syrup. okay. So we, we got to talk about that. So my first league friends league, the Dicka league, then I did a, I guess it's kind of a like OG. Yeah. Baseball wives. Yeah. Um, throughout the years that are into fantasy football. Um, I don't think the Dodgers are doing a league this year. It's a lot of like, I think it's everyone that at one point their husband played for the Dodgers. Dodger obviously wives. Like, like that's right? how I met them. Yeah. Um, that one I did. I had a Cody Bellinger's gal was very on me about starting this league. She was very <laughs> worried that she was not going to get to play fantasy football this year. And she was texting me We're doing the league. We're doing the league. We're doing the league. And some girls turned it down. They said they don't have enough time, which you can set a timer like temp. You can spend as much or as little time in on the league as you want to. I don't think it's super time consuming, but I get not wanting to forget to set your lineup because I don't know. I go back and forth. Do I send the reminder every single week and say like the games in an hour, everyone set your lineup. And sometimes I do it for the first week or 
whatever, the second week, if someone I know has something going, there's a lot of new mom, like obviously, um, Kristen Turner's in the league, like new moms, like people have stuff that go on. Like, do I send reminders or is it kind of like, oh, you didn't set your lineup, but then it's like, I want everyone at full strength. And so it's like tough. It's like, it's up to you to kind of do it, but I don't know. I go back and forth. All of their husbands are in fantasy football leagues. So for the most part, I'm some sure, of them are. I don't know how they operate, but in this house, <laughs> like <laughs> we get in bed Saturday night and yeah. we are both on our phone, like yeah. checking our fantasy lineups. Yeah. That's like, our routine. Checking it out, seeing what's going on, making adjustments. And then when we wake up Sunday morning, we don't the first discuss thing, though. Let me make that clear. Oh, no. I, she doesn't want any of my He's advice. He's terrible. Anyway. He's she, terrible. Yeah, He's, not good. He's not good. I've won her Literally league like three times. Never been in the playoffs. I've won league. your league three times. Not in the big boys league. Just my. Your league, league, though. Yes. Okay. With a bunch yeah. of like. Your league three times. Entry level yep. people that aren't obsessed with football oh, like your okay. team. Here we go. Now we're, we're just casual now we're fans. firing darts. Okay. No, I'm just saying we're all just casual fans here. Anyways. You're in this league with your team that like these guys, like, I mean, you like you guys travel wearing jerseys and you get very into it. And like, there's this whole thing. The stakes are higher and you can't sniff the playoffs. I'm just being honest with you. Let me tell you something. I'm just being honest with you. The Red Sox league, we need to step up our game a little bit. I will say that. Yeah, I was disappointed Anyways. in that. I already talked to some of the wives about that as well. Anyways. Um, oh, my third league is I started a league for the Red Sox wives. I don't think they've ever had one. I assume they never had one. And we have 12 gals in it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm excited for that one. So I have three leagues. So it's going to be difficult sometimes because I'm going to be rooting for my quarterback in one league and then also needing him to not get a lot of points. And it's going to have to be a little creative, but I truly believe that I will make playoffs in all three leagues. I can say that with an abundance of confidence. Uh, I'm going to say it right now. I will make the playoffs in all three leagues. You heard it here. (laughs) What if you don't? What if you don't? What's the punishment? So... The punishment, what This can I just say? be within the household here. Like, this doesn't have to be... Oh, like if I don't make playoffs. No, I said, so in our friends league, so I wanted, this came from Kat Toffoli, who is in our friends league. Her husband Tyler's in it. And she said in their league that they have, they had like a little like Manhattan Beach friends league. Um, I think some hockey wives are in it. And she said that their punishment for last place is you have to spend 24 hours in a 24 hour restaurant, like a Denny's, a Subway, something like that, which I actually think is hilarious. And I think my content from that 24 hours would be like, (laughs) it would be hilarious. And I would get a bunch of work done. I think I would, you would have to nap at some point. Oh yeah. But would you get in trouble or thrown out if you fall asleep in a booth? I don't think so. Or I mean, do you I just used... tell them like, hey, I lost fantasy football. I have to spend yeah. 24 hours in here. I think you I make sure that shift manager is aware of the situation. Well, you're going through two or three shift managers yeah. over a 24-hour period. Yeah, you're seeing so. three. You're definitely seeing three. I mean, possibly more depending on when yeah. they came on. Uh, I think you let them know. Uh, you definitely let them know. You might have to go to a different place if they say like that's not okay. But I think the the capturing of that thing would be a fire TikTok. You always right. see the TikToks of I lost my fantasy. I have to wear this or I have to hold up the sign. I have to take this like giant plush Winnie the Pooh bear to dinner. And like, what was the guy dinner. in Bo- There was one in Boston. He had to ride the duck boat in a duck suit or something. Yes. And say like, I suck at fantasy football. Yeah, yeah. I live for it. I love it. And so everyone, well, one person in our league in particular was 
saying, I can't do that. We can't do 12 hours in a restaurant. Kevin, okay. Kevin. It was Kevin, which oh. Kevin, I mean, pushing your luck by arguing with the commissioner on the punishment. But so I said, okay, the number of hours you'll spend in the restaurant is the number of losses you have in the season, which I think is fair. That's fair. Because it could be eight. It could be six. It could be whatever. I mean. 12. It could be 12. So you, I think it's 14 weeks for before playoffs start, something like that. 13 or 14. It could get up there, but honestly, I just said, what do you, like, he was very, very, very argumentative about the punishment. I said, just don't lose. Right. Like, it's very simple. Yeah. There's 10 team. teams. I'm sorry. Like, you don't want to sit in a subway for 12 hours. It's my dream, but maybe it's not yours. So honestly, be better. Do you think the Pacific dining car is still open? It's not. Dang it. That would be my 24 hour restaurant. That would be, you would be, oh you put on 15 pounds. I would just eat steak and eggs. Yeah, and it would not be good. All day. I think Denny's is a good one. I I don't hate the Subway one. Um, I'm trying to think what else is a 24 hour still. There's just not a lot of real I used to sit in, in McDonald's and do uh, homework because my wife, I sucked in my apartment in college and I used to sit in there and it was great. I'd set up my little like phone and have like a show playing and I would just sit there and like mess with it on my laptop. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff that goes on in some of these places. See, but now, I love people watching. Seeing, I love people seeing, watching. Yeah, you'd see a lot. You'd be seeing some shit. There'd be some people that would probably also be in there for 24 hours with you. So <laughs> you never know. That's true. Yeah, because people like go in there and hang out and post up. And um, yeah, I don't know. I love it. I love I love the punishment of it because I want to keep people in it. And yeah, like I said, like our friends league, I think it's $150. And maybe that isn't enough to make someone care about their lineup, like the prize at the end. Or if they think, right. oh, I'm not going to win, I might as well just give up on it. But even if I'm out, I'm still setting my lineup. I just, it's it's enjoyable. Yep. And I'm here for it. Um, we had, you, you said your Red Sox league disappointed you in the sense that it was kind of not... It, the Dodgers, you guys did it really good. You had like the screen up, you did the, the board. At one point you reached out to fanatics i think it was and got jerseys or new era every year we had hats. jerseys hats so it was as if you were getting drafted basically and you would put on the jersey or put on the hat i mean it was a big round. deal like this the the fantasy draft was like circled on the calendar every oh, yeah. year like one year we drafted in san francisco at the warriors arena oh yeah and literally they had the court open and we can go down and shoot on the basketball court to let out some nerves maybe before draft up in the room okay. um full i mean full spread like legit yeah. spread yeah and i mean part of that was because peter goober owns the dodgers and the warriors and he was kind enough to helps make to know that someone <laughs> that has something um, yeah one year we drafted in dallas kirsch hosted us at his house yeah again like cater full spread Everyone on the team there. I showed up at that one because yeah. I was on the road. Yeah. yeah. And like a bunch of wives I didn't go were in there. The room. Some kids were there. But it, it was like a an event that like everyone looked forward to. Even right. the guys that weren't even playing fantasy football were like, I'm going. Yeah. The rookies were working the sticker boards. I love that. Like rookies sang a national anthem. I love it. Uh, you know, it was, it was always a big thing. And then this year, you know, talking about it and trying to figure out the date and we figured it out and they're like okay we're gonna just draft online like from at home and i'm like what no like this is fantasy football like we're <laughs> we're gonna get a room at fenway and yeah. we're gonna do a draft and everyone's like okay and so we get a room and literally we had 
I think five, six, six or seven teams of the 12 yeah. actually showed up and dra- I'm like, what is happening? What's going on? Yeah. I think it's just, it's never been right a thing. And so it's, so we talked about it. So next year we're, it's, it's going to be better next year. It's yeah. going to be, you gotta, I mean, you gotta, gotta set the game up. You have to, I think it's cool. It's always, you know, we love team bonding and you guys do do a lot of dinners and all oh, that, yeah. but I think this maybe isn't just something that's like a thing there. I think on the Mets, it was pretty big. I remember you guys had like the junk food shirts the one year. Yeah. Like they sent like all 30 teams yeah. and you guys all like did it and all that. I think it's just different things are different for, right. for different teams, but for the Red Sox wives, I, I had to convince some people to do it. Everyone's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I said, it's really, it's pretty much like through the app, it, it does it for you. You know, it's, it's going to calculate everything. You kind of just plug and play and you can get as much into it as you want to get into it. And so we got our, our 12 and I thought I was trying to think of a fun way to do the draft order. And I thought, oh, let's have Wally, the mascot, do it. And you said, well, why don't you have Tessie do it? Like it's the wives league, like have the gal do it. And so we set up, um, our two wives liaisons, um, Karen and Kaylee set up a conference room for us, which this conference room is actually really cool. It's down the third baseline, but you can open all the windows and see the game. But then there was like the screen in there and we had a zoom call going for one of the girls is going to give birth soon. So she's like back home in Florida already. And she was on there and people that couldn't make it. We're up on the board. Tessie came in with her little like cheerleading outfit Full and had her pom poms yeah, and, and drew names out of a bucket, which was really cute. Um, and just kind of, I don't know, I think it's good for to think of different ways. Um, our friends league was, we needed to draw that day, I think. And so I just <laughs> came up with this idea for the dogs to draw the draft order. And so I gave everyone a number next to their name just randomly. And then I put a number, like a tiny little number in the corner on a post-it note and put it face down on the ground. And then we put treats on every single, but we shuffled all the cards. So like there was no way of us to know yeah, like who no was, because obviously like front and center, like you'd think they would run right to it. And had the dogs kind of, they were a little freaked out at first because we're all just staring at them. And technically with their training, they're not supposed to take treats off the floor. Like yeah. if you drop food, like their trainer was like, don't grab at it. So they're like, yeah, to clear ah. it, to clear it up, like all the, all, everything was on the ground. There was a treat on everyone. And then we would let, put a dog down and be like, go get a treat. And whichever treat they picked up, we would turn it over. And that would, who that would be who had that yeah. draft pick. Sorry. But it's a snake league, so it goes 1 through 10 and then comes back through 11, 12, you know. Yeah. Um, so it kind of evens out. I mean, obviously, first pick is great unless something happens to first pick or second pick or all that. So I don't know. People get kind of caught up in it. But I've won leagues where I've had a lower pick, and then I've right. lost leagues where I've had the first pick. So it's just kind of a fun way to kick it off. But Your OG league was dope, too, because uh, Knox – Kelly. Oh yeah, Knox the, Kelly drew all the names. Yeah, and it was it was pretty. The video was entertaining. Yeah, and he drew Ashley last, and she's and, like, "Well, you're not getting fed for a week now, so <laughs> thanks for screwing your mom over." But he was and like, "All right, ladies, here we go." <laughs> I know. I honestly want her to share that video. It was know, really it was so funny. He's a trip, but no, it was a lot of fun, and I'm excited. Games are tonight. There's already like Cooper Cup is out for several weeks. Jonathan Taylor is dealing with contract stuff. I think um, who's the other? Um, oh my Al- gosh, Alvin Kamara's out three weeks. Oh, who's the guy on the uh, Buccaneers? That's um, 
holding out on his contract. Mike, uh, oh my God. Is he not on the Buccaneers anymore? Mike Evans? Yeah. Oh yeah, Mike Evans. Yeah, he's still dealing with trying to figure out contract stuff. He was like said there's a lot of guys done by Saturday or something. There's a lot of guys that are yeah. So there's holding already out contract wise. There's a lot of injuries. There's a lot of there's a lot of crap yeah. going on this year. It's really weird. Yeah, it's really crazy. Weird. Um, um, yeah. So that'll be exciting. But I do want to get into our 5K, our Turner Trot. It was gosh, it was already a week and a half ago. So I want to talk about that. And it was a huge success. And I actually, we finished sending out all the VIP virtual runner packets. I think most people are posting about it that they got it. And then Mm -hmm. I finished up all of the general registration mailers. There was someone in Switzerland, which I don't even know how that slipped through the registration crack. So I'm like at the post office filling out a customs form and putting like the item list and all of these things and making sure it got there. And I have a tracking number, so I'm hoping it makes it to this guy. I really hope it does. Yeah, it'll get there. Uh, But I will go above and beyond. If you will donate to the foundation, I will make sure you get your stuff. So (laughs) no, it was a huge success. I think the turnout definitely exceeded our expectations. 100%. Our first fundraiser in Boston, obviously we've been a part of a few events through the Red Sox Foundation, but this was our first one. And you just really never know um, who's going to show up or who's going to hear about it. Like I said, our our social media following, obviously we have some people from Boston that start to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and posting it out, but it's just really hard, I think, to build kind of that base, like, base and yeah. get your foundation message out and, and have people know where the money's going to and and what we stand for yeah, and and believe in what you're doing. And I always think that you're a really good ambassador for the foundation and for your team. So I think that definitely helps. And the Red Sox, I have to say, were incredible about helping us promote this. I always feel bad asking for things, but I would say, do you mind having this graphic, you know, on the broadcast for a game? And they'd be like, oh my gosh, yeah, we'll put it up during, you know, Red Sox Yankees and we'll do this. And, and the QR code was everywhere. QR code is everywhere. The broadcasters talked about it every single game. Like you would hit a home run and they're like, oh, a Turner trot. Like, here we go. And like, right. love that plug. Sharing it on social media. It like was sending on the it bottom out. line all the yeah, time. Yeah, on the little ticker. Sending yeah. it out to their employees. Like they just went above and beyond and it was huge. But it was just people from all over. And obviously people from LA came out and showed up really big for it. It worked out that it was the Dodger weekend. So everyone was in here. Uh, to go catch a few games at Fenway. So that was perfect. Um, it was really, really cool to see like the old and new right. come out. And then also there is on race roster where we had the 5K set up. They do like a heat map of where everyone's from. And honestly, like the entire country had dots all over it. So it was so cool to just see people come in from all over. All over. And even mailing stuff out like, I mean, Switzerland, but like every single state, honestly, I was I was shipping it out. So it was just really cool and obviously still riding that high and that good feeling of our first event in the book, still handling all the logistics and all that stuff. Right. And I know we have our top fundraisers to reach out to and get them their incentives and their prizes still and some housekeeping stuff. But there's always that good, like the event's over, impact was made, everyone came out and supported, just like a really, really good feeling. Yeah, it was crazy. I, we got there early and... I mean, how it always works out is I try to walk around, but I don't get very far because I end up, you know, taking pictures with everyone. 
And the crazy thing was, was like, oh my God, I drove all the way from Atlanta to be here. I came up from Virginia to be here. I came up from Florida to be here. Oh, we're from Texas. We France. came to be here. <laughs> France. The guy who won the yes. men's overall winner was from France. Like, bonjour. Like, Let's Whoa. go. <laughs> like, all right. Like, and he was like, I'm so excited. I'm running the trot. I'm going to all three games this weekend. Like, yeah. da, 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 da. he had baseball cards. So, like, the amount of support from like all over the country was yeah was wild and honestly like you know if you haven't been to the hatch down by the river like it's a pretty big area yeah and when we did our walkthrough I was like wow man, it's a big space this to is fill. huge <laughs> yeah. like it's gonna look like so like empty scare or like scarce. yeah like yeah, desolate like, yeah <laughs> I'm like this might not like the optics of this might not look great. And honestly it was packed. Like there was people everywhere. I know. But I told you like, you were like, I'll be happy with this number. And I was like, I think I can do better. And I was right. like, <laughs> I mean, obviously you don't want to like be let down, like aim Well, low. no, it was, I mean, it's the first event in a city. Right. Like, you expectations have to be realistic, you know, realistic and, and manageable. And I'm like you said already, like, our expectations were blown out of the water. Yeah. It was with everything, really cool. With everything. And I it mean, wasn't just like casual fans. Oh, wow. I don't even know what accent that was. Casual. Yeah, um, you just got back from Indiana. Guns and hot. It was, I mean, people knew everything. It's like the same. It's like as if we're at your JT day in LA. It was like, hey, I love the podcast. The last episode was great. Like, is Rigby here? Like, you know, it's right. like, I just love, it was just like a good feeling. Because I feel like, obviously, we've, we've been here now for a whole season, but it's still like seeing those people come out and even like the, a lot of Red Sox fans think, Oh my God, I just found your podcast. I'm going back and listening to all them. And, yeah. and it, it's just always really cool to actually be out there and, and interacting with people. I thought one thing that was cool too, was the running club that came out. The oh kids. yeah. Lowell. Uh, Lowell. Yeah. They, and they were, Oh my God, these kids were flying. Oh yeah. They crushed this 5k. I'm still going out and like, haven't even hit mile one and <laughs> our winner from France is there. And then the teen winners right behind him. They were just hauling. It was so hu like humid out. Right. And I was just like, wow. Um, the weather actually was perfect. We got lucky on the weather. Actually. So our, our day before, so Cisco Brewers, um, if you're not familiar with them, they have a bunch of them kind of all over this area. There's one in Go check them out. Nantucket, the one in Seaport, um, agreed to host our bib pickup and it was supposed to be like a day at the brewery, like come out and pick up your stuff and grab a beer and hang out. And it actually dumped a ton of rain that morning. And they said, we're flooded. We can't do it, but we can still host the bib pickup kind of on the corner there. So the people that came out. Well, they just didn't open the brewery yeah. like it was supposed to, but they they still were open for us, right? And they, they oh, were even yeah. serving some beer, right? Yeah, they do like a Obviously, walk up like to, go, to go type thing. Yeah. So yeah, it was huge. Um, and it was cool. Cause I, you know, being there, you see a bunch of people that are, that just got into town and I'm like, people are showing up, you know, like obviously people can sign up and like hundreds of people can sign up for something, but like, will they show up is kind of right. the fear, you know, like, oh gosh. And even in the window, like hundreds of people came to pick up their stuff the day yeah. before. I'm like, oh wow. Okay. I didn't think that many people would come. I thought maybe like 50 would show up that day, but it would, they were like, oh my gosh, we're already at, like when I, I was like setting up and dropping off a bunch of stuff for the next day. And they were like, oh, we already have like, you know, 200 people have already come through. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 
this is happening. It's real and it's good. And uh, so the rain, like being crazy and you really can't check the rain. I think anywhere, but like, especially we've learned like in Boston, it'll say like, it's going to rain all day. And then it'll like slowly go down to one hour Changes or it'll so go fast. crazy. And so the forecast, like I'm obviously like, peeping at it, like every couple days then it turns into like the day before I'm like, just, it's just changing nonstop. And we got so lucky. It stopped raining. I think the night before at like 10 and then the weather, like it was humid, but I think it was perfect. Right. Like, honestly, it ended up being a beautiful day and we were just, I don't want to jinx our record, but we have a really good record of weather for the golf tournament. I'll quietly knock on the wood so the dogs don't bark, but we, we got lucky for we sure. We got lucky, yeah. yeah. And it was overcast in the morning. And then, like, by the time I got to the field, like, the clouds blew out, and it was, like, it was really hot. So, yeah, it was lucky to not be rained on, and also lucky that it wasn't, like, last year when it was, like, 103 degrees. It was it was kind of, like, a cool but humid, like, temperature. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. No, for sure. It was good. So, I want to shout out uh, our beneficiaries at the end of the Finisher Festival we did our awards program for top in each age group, but we also were able to present a check to three organizations in Boston, um, the New England Center and Home for Veterans. Um, we did a $100,000 check, and then Faith from CVS oh, Faith. came through and said, for veterans, I'm in, and she said, I want to add $25,000 to that donation. So that's huge. They're on like the like the goal line for a huge renovation. And they said that our donation like is going to get them there. And so they're going to be able to complete this like whole renovation for their center. So super excited to do that. And then Boston Children's Hospital, um, we we're able to make a $50,000 donation to them. Um, we did their Christmas in July program and they're just, we hear from parents all the time, how amazing they are there and obviously going there and seeing it ourselves wanted to be able to support them and then family independence as well we did a fifty thousand dollar check for them so it's always good to show our donors and supporters where their money is going i think that's right. always been important to us to be fully transparent on that and just know that they're making that direct impact in the community and to have a representative from each of those organizations come out and accept the check and say a few words about their organization i think it just takes that one step further no, yeah, it was really cool. I'm glad they all were able to make it out. And, um, you know, like you said, coming in to a new city, a new community, people not being that familiar with the foundation and what we do and being able to show them right there, like, hey, listen, your, you know, $50 registration for this run is immediately immediately impacting yeah. you know veterans and kids in need and families in need and this is how we're doing it and so uh so cool that they were all able to come out and speak about their organization a little bit and present them with the checks and um just hoping that you know it all goes a long way and it impacts a, a lot of people as many people as we can and i know we're both looking forward to getting over to those spaces we've already been to boston children's for their christmas in july but i'm sure we'll Stop yeah. in there again and, and getting to the, the other two places as well to, you know, go visit, check in, see what, what's happening, what's going on. And, you know, really being more than just a, 
stroking a check, right? Yeah. Like actually showing up to something we take a lot of pride in. And then I want to make sure to acknowledge the companies that sponsored that allowed us to help make those donations to the organization. I had mentioned the Boston Red Sox. Um, they stepped up huge with their, not only huge. their donation, but their support throughout the event. And mm-hmm. even being the liaison to connect us with Dimsy Sports, who helped coordinate our event. And they were incredible, like from start to finish. Like, huge. We obviously work hard on the event, but we, you know, when it comes to like permitting and setting up and tents and signage, like that's where it's, I'm like, okay we need to call in someone and <laughs> they were highly recommended. They do the run to home base with the Red Sox. So they were huge, but Red Sox like, and honestly like the front office showing up and staff running and like you had right. teammates coming out. So it's like just a full, like not just sponsorship, but just like an all encompassing, like huge thank you to the Red Sox. Like it's very Again, it's cool more, to see like the president of your team come out right. and participate. It's and, more than just stroking a check, right? It's, right? it's showing up and they they definitely did that. Yeah. CVS Health, I had mentioned um, Faith with her donation, um, Mass Mutual, um, they were a big supporter. And then I'll just kind of shout out some like in-kind or sponsorships um, along the way. Canaan, Adidas is always huge for us, Gatorade, Smart Water, Bubs Natural, Cisco Brewers, I had mentioned. Uh, they also did a beer garden at the event, which was so cool. And that was to get that over the line. A lot of people had to do a yeah. lot of things and a lot of permitting, but I thought that was a really, really cool touch. For sure. Um, Eleve, Vayner Sports Pass, Baseballism, Dunkin' Donuts, Schultz Guest House came out with the Rescue Pups. Oh my God. I've heard that so a cute. lot of them are like had interest and they got applications done. So always cool to help some dogs. I think there were applications on every dog there. Yeah. Always yeah. good to help. Um, dogs get find homes. Obviously we're passionate about that TBD marketing with the best photo boot. I still need to post mine. <laughs> I know it was um, so good. Mike that had a surprise design for us. So we'll have to share that. I think it was in some of the stories that I had shared, but that was so cool. Ripple, Vita Coco, Pillow Cube, Wahlburgers. Um, Wahlburgers was huge with their donation too. They gave like the first, was it 500 people got $20 to Wahlburgers. When I was handing them out at Cisco, I was like, go get a burger and, you know, drink before the game and yeah. make sure you use that. Um, Vayner Sports, Haley, honestly, huge shout out. Rock she star. is a rock star and same with the golf tournament, just above and beyond just getting on it with sponsors and graphic design and just getting, I mean, she's amazing. And then she came in for the event and just works really freaking hard. So Haley Cohen, you're a rock star. I know you're listening. So <laughs> enjoy this. Um, and Honey Stinger. So so many things came together. It was so cool to see it in motion and all the booths and everything. Um, just blown away by all of the support. We had some photographers out there too. MOB sent out people to support and uh, Josue came out. Yeah. Who works for Vayner and did a bunch of stuff. A lot of the videos and content that you saw came directly from Josue. He also does the fan love uh, that I did got to do in Fenway that weekend. Um, he's awesome. And we had, we had some volunteers some volu- come out, some volunteers. They like come out and they absolutely crushed it. Oh my They're like, God. can we photograph your event? I'm like, sure. Obviously the more content you capture the better. And they absolutely crushed I it. I felt like they sent like 10,000 photos. It was yeah, crazy. They were amazing. Just honestly had the most support ever. And it takes a village. I know that, you know, we always say we're, it's important for us to be the ones to be, 
running the foundation, but we have so many people along the way that, that help us. So we can't forget, we can't forget our favorite mascots. Wally and Tess came out. They're the best. And I said, I'm really working them that week because when Tessie (laughs) did our draft door, I'm like, okay, last favor, I promise. Uh, Yeah. But they crushed it and it was humid and they were up on stage for the check presentation. They were high-fiving people. Crossing the finish line. Um, giving out, you know, medals and, right. and being there to cheer everyone on. So They were amazing. It was just the best. I might have some special cleats coming up for, oh, yeah. for our friends. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. keep a lookout for, for those. I love that. And before I go, I had referred to our dog sitter on my New York trip as our dog sitter and preppy we'll we'll just give him a shout out i'm sorry you're more than a dog sitter you mean <laughs> so much to the dogs i said i would make it up to you and this is my shout out and my way of making it up to you so i'm sorry you just sorry preps you're more than a dog sitter. yeah okay 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 you're, i won't get mad when you like drink all my drinks in the fridge and you like eat all of our snacks it's you're fine. more than welcome to do that but by the way preps <laughs> You're my guy. You are the only one out of everyone. That, that fell asleep at the hat shell? Well, yes, that, <laughs> that did happen. Uh, but that that picks Moon as hers, ride or die. Everyone loves Rigby. I know. Except, and me, I'm like, Mooney's my girl, Mooney's my girl. And Preps is like, Mooney's my girl. So Yeah, so our Boston, solidarity. all of our Boston right. family, obviously, loves and cares about us a lot. Um, well, that is going to do it for today's episode. A friendly reminder to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Like I said last time, we're now on YouTube, so you can actually watch the episodes. Justin found out last week that we, I, well, I post the entire episode. No so idea. there's not just clips and he needs to be on point the entire time. But like I tell you, baby, the B camera is always rolling. So <laughs> that should be your mindset 24 seven and also rate and review. I love reading your reviews. You can leave comments on YouTube. I think Spotify has like a little, what did you think of the episode prompt now? So they're in on the review action and you can always review on Apple and we love reading those. But thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to y'all next week. See ya. Bye.